Shut up and sit down. Good evening, fellow viewers. The soda is cold. The popcorn is hot. Are you ready to see the sexiest man alive? The bearded charmer. It is time to watch the one, the only, the Guru Brando Show. Hello, welcome to Positively Entertaining Conversations with me, your host, Guru Brando, and sometimes curious guest, Q. Hey. We are going to talk today about love, amore, to carry the theme all the way through to Valentine's Day. So today, we're going to talk to Bub about love. Join us. So, Quentin, Q, mm -hmm. yeah. oopsie, tell me what you know about love well i know that it comes in some different forms uh i know that some other culture that i was taught in english class and forgot uh had different names for it i believe it was roman mm -hmm. but anyway you know there's like friends family uh and lover and some other ones i'm probably missing like pet Okay. That kind of stuff. What I think of whenever I think of love is lifetime of various emotions. Oh, great. It's an acronym. Ah, my life is an acronym. Can't even talk. So if you think about love as a lifetime of various emotions, what can you define something as love, as your love? What, what can you define as an object of your love um would you put a lot of care into maintaining it care okay so you equate care with love I equate acceptance with love so if you accept something then you tend to care about it right mm-hmm okay so that goes hand in hand when do you know you're in trouble and you don't actually love something but you don't like it at all so the opposite of love, that word hate. How do you know when it goes from love to hate? Um, that's a hard question because there's a lot of gray Don't area. Um, gray like you. Um, it's like when it feels like it's more trouble than what it's worth. Okay, so it, so then you finally make the decision. All right time to toss it out or whatever you do okay so first you said it feels and it feels something right it mm -hmm. feels uncomfortable it feels exhausting it feels overwhelming it feels like you're investing and not getting back right yeah and that's a big thing for you isn't it when you love something and you accept it that's non-conditional isn't it when yeah. you when you accept something and you love it, it's totally non-conditional. Yeah, that's yeah. But when someone is not giving you enough interest back, would you say that their love is conditional or dependent upon how much interest you give them? Mm. I mean, yeah, it is. Uh, but some people might just not like you and not say it. So. So dependency is really that part for you. You do not like that dependency piece and something else that you indicated earlier not on camera 
was that the one thing that you dislike the most is when someone makes themselves out to be a victim, right? When yeah. they complain and whine and do nothing to change. Yeah. Okay. So if that is the person that you really dislike, then the type of person that you like is what? Someone who, like, says something and actually goes and does it. Um, An achiever? Yeah. Okay. And, and it's like, you know, very quickly those types of people can make pipe dreams seem very real. Okay. So you like an encourager, too. Not just somebody who meets the goals, but somebody who does it happily. Yeah. Somebody who is like, this is my path, and I'm going to go full steam ahead and jump over all the roadblocks. Yeah. So you like somebody that's progressive. All right? So if that's an interest that makes you like someone, because on the other podcast we talked about like and love, and when you have enough interest in something and you like it, then the chances are you're going to care enough to go deeper and find love, right? Yeah. That's the premise. Okay, so you're interested in somebody enough to care about them, and that interest lies in the fact that they're an achiever and encouraging. Do you know why you love that type of person? Because I kind of need it right now. Because that's something that you lack. So when you're desiring something, you can say, I'm desiring this for a reason, right? Mm. I desire to be with this type of person because they make me feel good. When somebody's progressive, I feel good. And on the flip side of that, when you're not progressive, you feel bad, right? So when yeah. you're not making choices and when you're not seeing any change, you like to see change. That's what makes you happy. Even though change is scary and you fear it, you know, you fear that, that's not a natural inborn thing. Mm. That's something that inexperience tells you. When you're inexperienced in something, you fear it. It's the fear of the unknown. Everyone has that. Yeah. So, see, inexperience is different than trauma, right? Because yeah. if you've experienced trauma surrounding love then you typically don't want to explore it anymore. You're like, no, nope, tried that once. Yeah, it ended again. bad. <laughs> never never again. again. Yeah. But if you are just inexperienced and you haven't had enough um, process, then you can say, I don't have enough experience yet, but I can plan, right? So you can actually plan to alleviate that feeling that you don't like, that fear. Of inexperience hmm. do and you that's how all of society was created exactly do you know how you plan for love because everybody says you know love will find you don't worry about it blah 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 but do you know if you actually plan for love you can be successful at it yeah but you just have to plan in the right way you can't like <clears throat> I mean I know one woman that did a TED talk where she reverse engineered a dating site and found her perfect partner and they actually were her perfect partner. Um, but she was a mathematician, and I don't think, you know, a lot of us are mathematicians. Um, but it, you just have to, like, from from what I understand, it's just, um, good. like, when you're out in public, uh, being yourself, 
wearing what you like, uh, as long as it doesn't cross any boundaries. Um, so in order to find something of interest, you need to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> people, people who are interested in, you know, the same kind of things you are will naturally be attracted to you if you express that outwardly um, or in physical form. Uh, I have a lot of compliments on my style, particularly the style like what I'm wearing today, 100% cotton, handmade, um, good energy type stuff, right? Natural and yeah, yeah it's nice stuff. And it feels good and it makes me feel good, mm. you know? And so as long as I feel good, I behave better, right? So yeah. wouldn't you say that clothes can also equal confidence or your hair can equal confidence? Yeah, yeah it's... Um, it's that thing that empowers you as a human, not as a spiritual being, but as a human with an ego on earth, right? Yeah. And we are seeking other humans with like type egos. Well, what happens if you have inexperience, you have fear and you isolate and avoid experience? Then, um, you don't experience anything you knew, you don't experience anything change, uh, changed and then uh, you get stuck in your own ways. Don't you think that's a little bit selfish if you think of it on a grand scale? Uh, well, yeah, if you're, if you have a purpose, human is, isn't it? well no, uh, if you have a purpose, if you were put together with anyone, me for instance, you're put here right now in this moment in time because of choices that you've made and choices, you know, outside of your control also, right? You didn't choose yeah. to be born, but you chose to survive. Yeah. Despite your circumstance, right? So you have chosen to be here, and I have chosen to be here. So what solidifies that choice? What makes you say, this was the right choice for my life? How do you decide that? How do you determine which route your life should go? I, I don't know. I don't even well, know. because well, You're think about me it. This, I don't. I don't even know that. Okay. I don't, well, let if, alone know how to determine. If it. in order to find interesting things to learn about, right? In order to find interesting things, you must be interesting and represent those things. Mm. If you're trying to find someone who is like-minded in progress, wouldn't you say that if you got with someone like-minded in progress, you would be equals? Yeah, basically. Okay, so what do you learn from being equal to the person you're with? Um, because most people don't think about this. Most people only think that someone should lead and someone should follow mm. in a relationship. They often equate that. Someone needs to lead, someone needs to follow. But what happens if you totally equate the two? If you equate you and I right now in the same moment, what are we doing? How are we equatable? I don't know. It sounds like that there'd just be a lot of agreeing, but nothing new being learned. We're accepting each other's space, right? We're accepting mm. the energy from each other, and we're doing what? Giving perspective and, and sharing, right? So we're replenishing yeah. anything that we're putting out. Yeah. Okay. So if you are with someone who is like-minded, it's very easy to just continue that evolution of sharing, mm. right? But if you have somebody who is like-minded, but 
shares different views. So you have like-minded interest, but they're interesting in ways that you're not. Mm, I've been there before. Right. So what does that give to you in a relationship? Got a new perspective. On, on the other ah. side of the spectrum of the thing that you like. <laughs> so like I give. I give different perspectives to everybody because I am an anomaly. I am only five foot two, so I am very short. I am very loud. I'm very assertive. So I take up a lot of space, lots of activity with me, lots of things. So you can count on the fact that I am going to command an environment, be big in a room, even though I'm five foot or five foot two, right? Yeah. You can't really predict that by just seeing me. You see me from a distance and you're like, hey, that's a short, squatty looking dude. Looks like a bruiser. Bag of donuts. Mm. Bag of donuts, yeah. So, you know, you have these assumptions about people, right? But if you see me wearing something like this, you might look and go, wow, that dude must be single. He can't dress himself. Right? If you value fashion. Mm. But what if you value comfort? You would look yeah. at me and go, wow, that dude looks comfortable. That is all 100% cotton. I can tell by the way it moves and how it feels. That is my person. But what if they look at you and they say, there's a person. And they just walk by. And they don't identify you as anything or anyone other than a person. What happens in that situation? What are, what are they saying if someone just walks by you and doesn't even acknowledge your existence? What is that person saying to you? Mm. If someone did that to you? That you don't matter enough for any sort of attention? Okay, so if they're looking at you as if you don't matter... They feel as though... Which would be technically not looking at you. <laughs> then they would feel as though they don't matter. Mm. So they acknowledge your existence because they can acknowledge theirs. They know that they're alive. Yeah. But they don't go any further, right? They don't want to say, that's a person who's doing things like I'm doing. The most objective thing that you can do is look at someone and decide whether or not that is your person. Because your experiences are totally unique. Yeah. And so you can look at me and say, oh, that that's my person. Because that person has experience that I would enjoy having or knowing, right? Yeah. So it's sort of like living vicariously sometimes. When you fear something, you always want to find someone who doesn't fear it. Don't you? Yeah. Don't, like, if you're scared of the dark as a kid, yeah. won't you go get somebody who's not afraid of the dark? Well, yeah, that's every kid does that. That's what a life coach does. A life coach yes, helps but... you get through life when you're afraid or when you're inexperienced or when you've had bad crap happen and you've been misguided. Did you know that? So one of the things that I coach is relationships and love. Might get a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses in. Well, maybe. <laughs> you know, and that's a dig on, on something there. Do you want to explore that? Uh. Hmm? 
Jehovah's Witnesses. What about them? They're kind people, but a lot of them are misguided due to the extreme nature. Why do you think they're misguided? What what gives you the right to to declare that they're misguided? I don't um, think that they're misguided. No, I don't think the principle is misguided, but I think that a lot of, like the whole thing um the whole thing about what was it? See, Housing that's why that's that right there is, is why you don't have unconditional love. Because you have judgment. And some judgment is well-informed and other is not. Because you have exposure to something that I try to limit. What is that exposure? What do I try to limit that you are boundless on? Um. The interwebs. Mm. The interwebs. So I um, stick to um, certain things. You know, I don't, I'm not a teenager. I don't need to explore, you know, Reddit and all this other crap that, you know, y'all are bombarded with. And it's not your fault. It's your generation. It's your age. It's the age of technology. And you're going to be influenced by sources outside of your control. I don't browse anything anymore. Well, no, you don't. But, I mean, you also have influences from people at school, et cetera, et yeah. cetera. Things that, you know, right now is an impressionable time for you. It's not as impressionable for me. You know, I've kind of learned some stuff. That's the experience versus inexperience. So, Quentin, have you had love? Mm, yeah, so far. Okay, how many times would you say that you have loved a person outside the family? Twice. That's a pretty good thing. Because did you know each time you love, it grows. You learn more about it. Yeah. And so you are 17 and you have found love twice. And so now when you find love again, you're going to know more things to fan the flames, right? Yeah. Because you've already learned about yourself. What, ha learned, what have you learned about yourself and love? Well, that's a hard question, man. It is. I can tell you I've learned. I think that requires a little too much thinking. <laughs> I have learned that right love is accepting and love is kind and love is patient. And love really is a lifetime of various emotions because the more experience you have, the more experience you gain because you you are getting more comfortable and more confident each time you find love do you think it's possible to love more than one person at the same time uh yeah uh tell me how well Maybe with people, maybe it's with people who are indecisive but also have a lot to give. So, indecisive but a lot to give. They have like give. two partners and they're like, oh, you know what? Let's try some polygamy here. Okay. Do you think that polygamy would be something that you would explore? Uh,. I don't know. Um, well, I the would fact have to that be you haven't very convinced. The fact that you haven't p 
put thought into it up to this point probably says that it's not something that you've really been aware could exist for you. Yeah. You know, okay, whereas me... Never thought about it. Me, I have always believed in poly relationships. And I, although I have not had one um, in 18 years uh, since I've been married to mom, mom and I are 100% monogamous. We have never... Um, dated outside of the relationship and we are very open with each other so we don't feel like we lack anything we have good communication and typically um, I just believe that and it's sad to say but kind of like on that one show on TLC they say that you know love is meant to multiply not be divided and that's what I've always believed and that's what I'm referencing is that love grows. The more you experience, the, the more it grows. Just like any other skill, the more experience you have, the more that skill grows, right? So what do you do when you have a whole lot of skill? Like if you learn really well to cook and you're super skilled in the kitchen and so you start sharing it with people, right? You start cooking for them. Yeah. Right, So here you're cooking and other people see it and other people try it and they get interested. And so then they begin investing in you. Do you just simply cap out and go, oh, I've learned everything I need to know about cooking. Now here's all my recipes. I'm done cooking. Or do you keep doing more and more and more? You, you, know, you keep yeah, doing you, more and more and more until because you, you keep gaining can't experience. Or don't want to. Anymore. Right. You keep gaining experience until you're satisfied. Yeah. So what if love can't be satisfied? What if you simply gain love until you die? That's an interesting point. Um, what if, though? I mean, Right. Well, let's play that out. What if you simply gain love until you die? It is your purpose in life to gain and to share love. Well, I think a lot of people would be surrounding you by the time you are on your deathbed why is that do you feel like once you love someone that's it you just love them unconditionally and nothing ever changes well no more can happen people who are experience who have a lot can of love happen to give, yeah and they can so if you like, fall out of love with someone and love only multiplies each time it's just like practice right mm. practice means progress yeah not perfection so if love can never be fulfilled and love can never be perfect and love can never be satisfied, then doesn't that just mean that love can only grow and change? Yeah, I, I suppose so. Yeah, so love then becomes energy. And that energy is what we are all based in. We are all based in love and acceptance. And no matter if you're religious or spiritual or what, that speaks to something because we're all from this same energy that's been around for eternity. It cannot be destroyed. It continues to revolve around and around in cycles of change. So cycles of change is acceptance and acceptance is love and love is energy and energy is life. Well then. It's pretty amazing, right? Don't and even even out. my shoes say love. <laughs> so, 
today is a today is a love day Quentin tell me an interesting story about love um, wow me that's kind of hard to do considering um, you don't care for the things I, don't, I care for okay well tell me tell me about love give me give me some Quentin perspective some cute perspective um look i love my hat do you see what it man. says it says best dad ever your sister gave it to me okay what oh look at what you did oopsie poopsie anyway go ahead um interesting story about love go It looks like an eyeball. It's a bath bomb. You can get them at www.sgpathways.com. Lovely. Hmm. Interesting story about love. Come on. One, two, three, go. I, that's too general. It's too broad. I can't think of that right now. Okay, I'll tell you an interesting story about love. Whenever I was pregnant with your sister. Mm-hmm. I absolutely had this craving beyond comparison of anything in my life, any drug or anything. This craving was simply for strawberry ice cream and sour cream and onion Pringles. I wow. had to have it together. That to me is symbolic of your mom and I. And so whenever <laughs> I think, yeah, whenever I think about stuff that I absolutely love and do not want to replace, like I would never replace that memory because it was heaven to me at that moment. Like it was just perfect. I haven't had it since because it just seems off-putting, but yeah. it's just like I loved it in that moment and it served its purpose 100%, right? And then my love branched from that to having sour cream and onion Pringles with sandwiches and loving that. And then having ice, strawberry ice cream with banana split, which that broadened that love growth, right? Wow. You so, really are the fat guy. Your oh, I'm totally the fat food. guy. Oh, you have no idea. So, so I think about your mom and I that way too. If mom and I didn't change kind of our love, you know, like mm, that, yeah. then it would just kind of get crappy and old. So tell me an interesting story. Is that story. why the rumors always complain about their wives? Yes. So tell me an interesting story about something that you used to love, that served its purpose, that then you oh. grew out of. You grew beyond it. Okay. There you go. I just had to get you fired up. Had to light that spark. Like you tried to light the trash cans on fire in Germany. Oh, that wasn't even... And you couldn't even light a match right. You know what we were you doing? You were so ill-equipped. You know what we were doing? <laughs> I don't we want were, to know. We No, we were... It was me and Desmond, and we were just standing there. And like, he would light a match, and then we'd get too scared and drop it and stamp it out really fast. And that's that was <laughs> literally all we did. That is all we did. You stamped out that match... Is, that's all we did. Your Aunt Shannon and I used to... I'm not to, even kidding. We were just so dumb. Your Aunt Shannon and I used to smoke match... Or not matches. Uh, toothpicks. 
<laughs> because grandma smoked cigarettes and so we would pretend to to smoke those and mm. um yeah that was uh unforgettable playing with fire and aunt Channy. yeah yeah that was something anyway interesting story about something that you used to love served its purpose and you have outgrown it moved on give me some cringy stuff come on some cringy stuff uh five four three two one I'll start naming stuff. You better come on. The Xbox was certainly a big one. Uh, when you got me that initially, I... Which Xbox? The Xbox 360. Right, but which one? You had like two or three. The first time you got me one. Okay. The first one. Okay. Like, that was... Like, for a while, that was the <laughs> best day of my life, really. It was the Xbox 360, and that's a really ah, sad yeah. thing to say. And how old were you? Eight. Eight. I was eight. I actually do remember that. Um, I was still picking my nose when I was eight. I was not picking up a controller. I don't even think <laughs> Look, you were smart I used in other the ways. phone. I mean, I was barely calling the operator at that point. I don't know. Uh, but, like, it was a lot, a lot of years spent playing that, uh, playing on the Xbox, but a lot of good memories had, certainly. Um a lot of games I look fondly back on, even if they're those crappy Xbox <laughs> arcade games. Um, and, you know, a lot of friends met, uh, but the most notable of which would be my friend Lewis. Lewis. You have been friends cool with Kid Lewis? Cool Kid 2722. I was such best friends with him, you know what I did? What? I changed, I changed my gamer tag to Cool Kid 2723. Wow, inseparable. That's, uh, yeah, we were... So, is this a love lost? No, uh, I mean... Because that was... I still have him on Steam. Okay. I can message him, but, uh, it, I don't know. It'll never be the way it was. Yeah. So, what changed? What in the love changed? Time. Uh... Experience? Time and experience. I guess, as you get older, you get less and less time. Um, and... Like, I remember one time we had a 12-hour-long Skype call. Me and him had literally nothing better to do than to sit in a room and talk for 12 hours long. Yeah. Half and of that was sometimes, actually, actually awake. The other half, we were asleep. You know what? Sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes it's a bad thing. Can you identify that as a bad thing or as a good thing at the time? I mean, it was a it was a good thing it at was the fun. time, right? Yeah. And now that's how you've matured, and your love has grown beyond that because now y'all can go without talking, and then talk again and pick right up. Right? Yeah. So your love has grown beyond needing each other in that in that space, right? Mm. That's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah, that's pretty neat. And that's maturity. At I remember. Its best. I also remember the exact moment uh, that we met. It was in a stupid wow. game of Halo Reach. Yeah, that is stupid now. It was awesome. I kept sniping his Banshee down with a rocket launcher, and he kept getting mad. And I said, all right, fine, I'll stop it. And then I did it one more time. Shame on you. Shame on you. But it led to what it is, and y'all are still talking, still friends, and one day maybe you'll meet. Yeah. Um, I don't know about right now though because you realize you just gave his gamer tag out right yeah his xbox 360 gamer tag that he doesn't use anymore. okay okay <laughs> i was like just saying 
Not sure if you And I gave also... mine out too. Yeah, yeah, true. Not that it matters because both of our golds are long expired. So but you love this. you love PC now. Yeah. You don't love Xbox. And your love your love has outgrown the Xbox 360 and, and is now Yeah, I mean I yeah, it's like I still My I love still started love with PC. I never um, got into consoles. Yeah, but I don't like consoles anymore. The only time I'll play them is with other people, and that's kind of how they were meant to be played, really. Um, you don't say. And, you know, that's their whole market, and, you know, and a lot of people like to say, you know, well, PC is better, consoles better, blah, blah, but they're just comparing apples to oranges. Who are these a lot of people? You say a lot of really? people all the time. A lot of people. Yes, I'm one there, of those. I'm... I'm, I'm telling you, there is just look it up. You'll see millions of results. There are arguments on forums for decades on PC across versus every single social media platform. Xbox? Yeah, PC versus console. Every wow. social media platform. That is every important forum. stuff to be debating. It is. That's Very a lot of the internet. This petty stuff. trivial a lot crap. of the internet. A lot of. Well, okay. I want to go out on a joke. Do you know any oh, yeah. love jokes? Any love jokes? Um, mm-hmm. Well, there's that good old uh, fashion better love story than Twilight. Do you do you remember that? No. You don't remember that? No. Still better love story than Twilight? No. You live under a rock or something? Yes. All right, you're just old. Get on with yours. It's probably better anyway. I don't have a joke. Oh, great. Well, you're the joke. Then mine was better. You're the mine joke. Mine was better by default. You're the joke. I'm the joke. You're the joke. You raised a joke. So I are did you raise the joke? a joke. Are you really the joke? At, I at guess the end Grandpa of the day. would be the joke at the end of the day. Because Grandpa <laughs> raised me and Aunt Shanny and Uncle Wayne. So they're to blame and who raised for him? this. Wolves. Wolves. <laughs> I, I don't even it know. Wolves. It's not. I, that's not even their fault. I mean, animals. he's like he's seventy nine years old. He's like who? Who did raise? Well, he'll Almost be seventy nine. No, he'll be seventy nine on February twenty fourth. Almost eighty. I know. That's almost insane. eighty. He's it is. Eight zero. It, I know. It's amazing, though. I love Grandpa so much. I mean, and it'll be easy to remember to, uh, when he was born. To have him, to have him as a dad throughout my life. Um, has really given me the perspective that I have about acceptance and love because he hadn't always had it and he is a different person. He's a different grandpa than he was a dad. We talked about that the other day. Yeah. That will be a podcast. How different are you as a parent versus a grandparent? And I will have to have a grandparent on for that. Mm. Ah, but grandpa already said no way, no how, uh-uh. He's not coming on camera. I'll get him one day. I will get him. I'll just sneak it why, on. Why, why did you say no? I don't know. Because he's insecure, I think. Mm. He's, you know, he he suffers from some low self-worth issues, too. You know, know a lot of people in his generation do, you know. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Um, so, you know, he's a work in progress, but he's a great guy looking for love. Apparently in all the wrong places because he does not have a girlfriend yet. So, you know... If you're interested, he's 79, perfectly healthy, very attractive, you know. I, I look pretty much like him, just a younger version. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And so a little more pounds. And, ouch. And I'm a bit shorter. Okay, well, now that you've made me feel terrible. <laughs> and that was a joker going Yeah, on. that was the joke. I'm really the joke. <laughs> Thank you, Quentin, for that perspective. 
thank you guys for viewing, for contributing, for sharing, for etc., etc. Everything that y'all do, thank you. I wouldn't be me without you, and Quentin wouldn't be him without me. So the whole world would be lost, pretty much. Yeah. So we'll continue this next week. Y'all be well and take out.